0: pro-cannabis media.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of LinkedIn Live in the Weeds with Jimmy Young. And I'm so happy to welcome in an attorney from the greater New York area. Her name is Lauren Paxton, and she is an attorney for the law firm of Calgagny and Konefsky. Lauren, please tell me I pronounced those names correctly.
2: <laughs> it was very close, Jimmy. Great to be with you. It's Kaltagny Kanevsky.
1: There you go. Kalkagny Kanevsky. Exactly. That's what I thought I said. But more importantly, let's talk about Lauren. You are a former federal prosecutor. You've worked for FINRA. You have been uh, regularly featured in all sorts of courtrooms in the greater New York and Washington, D.C. area. I mean, you've been practicing law for, for a while now why are you now focused on cannabis?
2: Well, Jimmy, really for two reasons. One is no matter if you're in the industry or not, you need to be focused on cannabis. Uh, There are major changes for all employers now with the wave of legalization hitting the West, uh, the East Coast and having already hit the West Coast. Second reason is, look, this is a very exciting and growing industry. There are a lot of entrepreneurs getting into the space and uh, the, the need for employment law compliance will be critical to help folks uh, snag and keep those valuable licenses.
1: And of course, licenses, that's the thats the whole point of this. We're moving from the legacy market to the legal market. In order to sell and grow cannabis, you're going to need to be licensed. There's ex- lots of regulations out there. And interestingly enough, even though you're centered in New York City, uh, the tri-state area of New Jersey and Connecticut are all in different parts of their development of the adult use market. So there are differences from state to state, from Connecticut to New York to New Jersey. And I heard you articulate some of them at your presentation at the New England Cannabis Convention this past weekend in Atlantic City. What are some of the biggest challenges when you look at state to state and know that every state is different when it comes to these employment laws? Yeah,
2: great great question Jimmy. Look, uh, our practice is centered here in Newark, New Jersey with our New York presence as well in New York City and we have employers both in and outside the space that that have to comply with both sets of laws. The biggest issues now with the wave of legalization is background checks and drug testing and reasonable accommodations for medicinal users, which is an ongoing issue. You know, for in New York City for example, you can no longer test for THC when you're onboarding a new employee. New Jersey, you can, but you can't use that to disqualify an employee for a new job. So there you've already got a nuance that employers in and outside the industry need to be aware
1: of. Absolutely, and um, the, the background checks. Now in Massachusetts, and of course, this is where Pro Cannabis Media lives, and I've got a little experience talking with dispensary owners about some of the challenges that they've had to face here the commission actually makes each dispensary do background checks for both adult use employees and for medicinal marijuana employees, even if it's the same employee. It's one of the biggest issues that people that own dispensaries in Massachusetts have. Are there different background checks for the same employee in those different states that you know of?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So in New York state, we still have the regulations in process if we don't have final rules on that yet. New Jersey just put out its rules and we do have uh, the background check process in, in place for both. And so folks in the industry will have to go through that process. Outside the industry, you know, employers will still have to observe the background checks. The nuance there is if an employee has a past uh, arrest or conviction for a marijuana offense, that is no longer illegal due to recent changes in the law, th- that employee cannot be denied an opportunity of employment. And that's a big change for New Jersey employers.
1: And of course, uh, social equity opportunities is, is and so the injustices that have been uh, imposed on so many that have been impacted by the failed war on drugs. The whole point of this industry is to give those people an opportunity to get into the Industry into the business, and yet it's so difficult to raise capital and have access to capital at any level. I don't care, you know what your background is. Uh, where do you is, is New Jersey? Which one do you think, New Jersey or New York, is more friendly to the social equity applicant? That's the question. And I suppose that's a that's an opinion. That's a that's a personal opinion, not a legal fact. I mean, right? Right.
2: Right. Right. Well, look, and I should say this, of course, my opinions are my own and not not that of my law firm and and nothing I'm telling you is legal advice either. But look, from what I've observed, there are states throughout the country that have essentially an open marketplace. They're giving unlimited licenses. And there there are arguments Mm -hmm. that that can be more friendly to social justice because it opens up opportunities. You don't have to be the most well-funded organization. You can be a small organization. States like New Jersey, where there are a limited number of licenses, some argue that that narrows the opportunities. On the other hand, the way the licensing process prioritizes uh, certain applicants based on you know, social justice criteria, you know, there is an argument that that serves uh, the social justice purpose more prominently. So, if there there are arguments on both sides. I don't know that there's enough data actually to to for me to say or have an opinion on and which serves the, the goal uh, the best.
1: There you go, and data is king these days now, isn't it, and access to that data? Uh, we, we've certainly learned a little bit from our, our social media brethren out there uh, this week with the Facebook whistleblower and and uh, Mark Zuckerberg's response, and then WhatsApp going down and Facebook going down. And of course, this Friday we are talking about social media censorship for the cannabis industry. and. You know, it seems that the plant is involved in so many aspects of our life right now. Is it wellness? Is it politics? Is it employment? Is it, of course, it's law. Um, I never thought I'd live to see this day, to be honest. And here we are talking about it openly. And because these, a lot of these laws are so new, um, there's going to be a whole period of time once the rules are established where these laws are going to get challenged and then changed and adapted, do you feel like uh, you're part of history?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Jim. And it's a fascinating ride to be on. I think very few stages, particularly in the development of the law, have we had states take these types of measures on something that is still illegal under federal law. And we have U.S. attorney's offices across the country making individual assessments on how they're going to treat enforcement in each of their jurisdictions. It's fascinating. And it also gives us an opportunity to see a bit of trial and error, right? The the West Coast went legal first. We saw New England and now we have the Mid-Atlantic picking up pieces of what other states have done that they found are successful and taking their own sort of spin off of it. I think by the time the federal government gets around to any sort of uniform reform, it will will have a little history to go on, which is also pretty interesting.
1: As someone who has an expertise in employment, and um, we all know that the federal, uh, the senators, uh, Senators Booker and Wyden and Schumer have introduced federal legalization discussion anyway, uh, and that has now... Of uh, hopefully going to evolve into an actual bill, unless, of course, they decide to take up the Moore Act and just adapt that. But let's not get into that political thing as much as I'd like to talk about um, where we're going to see reform. What would be the most impactful piece of reform to really give the states autonomy? to write their own laws, because it seems that there's a movement, but I'm not sure the industry really wants to see legalization and be controlled by the federal government until there's some kind of an interim play here where the states can create their own autonomy and and markets. Um, As you look into your crystal ball and see what's going on, um, are we ready for legalization, do you think, at the federal level? Well, it's very interesting. I mean, if you look at the map of where
2: we are from the spectrum of legalization to uh, you know, hemp only and not even any, uh, any tolerance for CBD products, uh, I, I, I have to say, I think we're a little far away from any sort of blanket legalization. What I can say would make a huge difference is some tax reform. I know Internal Revenue Code 280E from an employment perspective, is a significant burden for anyone trying to get into this industry. The premise from an employment law perspective is when you can't take a tax deduction for the expense of paying salary to your employees because they're touching the plant, th- that's essentially prohibitive to, to 9% of the folks that would otherwise get into this space. And you know that's something from the federal perspective that I think could make a big difference in uh, you know, allowing the states to have these markets uh, grow.
1: And, and of course, there are now more employees in cannabis industries than there are electrical engineers in this country, which I find mind boggling in many ways. I believe it's over 300,000 people are employed in the cannabis industry. And I, again, I think that always gets lost in the debate about the plant because the whole idea of an open economy is to create jobs. And here's an industry that's dying to create jobs. You know, there are plenty of other industries out there that can't fill jobs in the restaurant industry, tourism. People are struggling just to get uh, their their days filled. And, and here we have an industry that's growing so fast with so many employees. It's almost like a, a, a runaway train in many ways that needs to be corralled and break. Uh, Kind of dampened a little bit, but downshifted would probably be a better word to describe the speed of how quickly this is happening in this in this country. Um, as an attorney, and of course you're in two, you know you've got New, you've got New Jersey and you've got New York. With New Jersey with a few months head start on rolling out the legal. Uh, world compared to uh, to New York. It, is New Jersey ready for this onslaught of new employees? And can we work in some kind of a workforce development program for those that have been most impacted by the war on drugs and are now getting out of jail because those records are getting expunged? Isn't that an important part of this process?
2: Yeah, it's a very good question. And I think it's something that, that merits uh, further scrutiny. I, I can tell you that The way New Jersey rolled things out is we had a municipality by municipality ability to opt in or opt out of having uh, sales in various jurisdictions. And more than 70%, I, I, I believe, of municipalities in New Jersey opted out. So there's a little bit of market forces kind of tampering what would otherwise be an open floodgate. As I mentioned, we also have a limited on licenses. We have limited licenses in New Jersey. And I do understand that several of the universities are starting to implement, uh, I believe they have to do it through independent institutes, not formally integrated into their curriculum due to being recipients of federal funding uh, (laughs) and um, are attempting to meet that need because I do think what we've seen on the West Coast is where there are educational programs out there, they're very popular.
1: Absolutely. And um, I'm all for giving opportunities, uh, especially for those people that uh, have had cannabis possession crimes and have been in jail for years. And that's just, to me, it's one of the biggest injustices of modern history. Um, We need to give those people an opportunity to get into this industry with not just, hey, we want you to get in this industry. How about take this course, take this class, you know, and learn how to be an active player in the industry one one way or another. I really want to see that. I want to see that as part of the federal uh, reform, if we ever see it. I know it's something Senator Booker is fo- is focused on. You know, he doesn't necessarily want he wants safe banking, but he really wants to make sure that there are programs in place for education to train these people to be regular contributors to society. And, uh, you know, I give Senator Booker a lot of credit. We've reached out to his office for interviews and one of these days we'll get one of them. But uh, in the meantime, uh, I, I so have enjoyed uh, chit chatting with you about the scene that you're up against. Is there some way, um, if you want to be contacted and you want to share that um, please, would you like to give yourself a little plug so how people might be able to find you and, and get some questions? I will say We want to welcome you to our family because we do want to kind of set you up as an employment legal expert for pro-cannabis media. And you have certainly lived up to that expectation moving forward. How do people get to you, Lauren?
2: Sure. Well, so we are uh, headquartered in Newark, New Jersey, with offices in New York as well. Uh, My information Mm -hmm. is all public on our firm's website, Calcagni Konefsky, which is www.ck-litigation.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. And uh, Jimmy, it's been a real pleasure. I really appreciate the time to talk with you.
1: Absolutely. That's Lauren Paxton from C&K Law Firm, (laughs) (laughs) Gagny and Konefsky. Did I pass? I screwed up again. I didn't. I passed. And that's going to do it for LinkedIn Live here for In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time.
0: comes first. Hi, I'm Ben Schauer, New England Rep for Salient Video Management Systems. Let me tell you what makes us different in the security space. We're your trusted advisors for all your security needs. I know how complicated the regulations are in cannabis and working with salient systems will be the polar opposite of that. I give free consultations and we will walk you through every step of the process so that you can get what you need at the price you can afford. We're robust, we're simple and scalable. We're Salient Systems, your solutions to all your security needs. Please contact me at the information below, and I'm looking forward to being your trusted advisor. Media programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at Pro Canna Media, on Instagram at ProCannabis Media, on LinkedIn, also at ProCannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on ProCannabis Media, Twitter at ProCanna and on twitch.tv backslash procannabismedia. So like, share, and subscribe
1: to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand.